Hello and welcome back on this lovely Thursday morning to the Great Escape Minute. Today we will be discussing Minute 19 on Daily Podcast, The Great Escape, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and once again, Tom is still in the cooler, so he's not able to, to join us uh, again today. But joining me today is, once again, the Forgotten Filmcast. Welcome back, Todd. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun this week, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll keep having so much fun. <laughs> So this episode 19 starts off with finishing Ives' comment from yesterday is the word circumstances, and it goes until Hiltz starts screaming, ceasefire, ceasefire. So we, we, we continue the, the uh, interactions and, uh, and Ives at the beginning of this minute, where basically Ives uh, jumps off the, the truck and uh, presumably uh, goes back to join everyone else who's there. And Chakwis then moves on to the next truck, which... Uh, there's some mysteries here. I guess, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't have to supply the entire Reich. It was only, uh, you know, just, uh, just everyone in uh, Zagen at the time. <laughs> Every camp gets their own Christmas trees. It's kind of a pride thing. You know, it, it builds community spirit within the camp, you know. They all decorate their own trees. They all string their own, you know, popcorn, garland, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So Stockwitz, once again, takes, takes the pitchfork and starts... Uh, about to, to to put it into the truck, and he he jams in one time, and then I with, with the music again. With you the can't music, leave out of course. The, the music stingers. You know they're there again. Ives then whistles, and then from that that on the second truck you see Willie pop his head out, which he doesn't. He he looks pretty uh, distraught. There we 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 saw him uh, last week uh, climbing, and then we actually get to see who the two guys are who jumped into the last truck. One of them actually is uh, Haynes, who was in the the fight with uh, with with Cedric last week. You know, version. So he was he was mm. so he was able to when when Cedric ran off after their fight and was able to to join the Russian groups. So Haynes was able to actually climb up on top of the building and off with someone else who uh, I'm not able to identify who the other <laughs> one is. Uh, but but uh, it's it's pretty funny. The they move on very quickly, you know. I mean, there's a fight one minute, and the next minute they're, you know, jumping in line with, with Russian guys with saws, and then the other guy is climbing up on the roof. You know, you just got to keep moving forward. That's the way it That's goes. That's right. And then we have a third third guy pop out from from the, the last truck, meaning, meaning we have five guys who, who all thought of this idea of trying to get out via the via, – um, I think I think the final one is Nemo. I think that's his name, Nemo. Uh, if I remember correctly. Now I have a question though about, you know, kind of how things go down here because, um, so, you know, he goes and he's stabbing into this stack of, of trees and stuff again. And Ives then whistles and I'm like, and the others pop out. And I'm like, is this, is the whistle like that, that style of whistle, like the whistle? cue for you're about to get stabbed by a pitchfork stand up because i don't know if i just heard, randomly heard a whistle that i would know oh a guy's about to stab me with a pitchfork true but maybe it's something that's common vernacular you know in the among the pit you know if if you're if you see someone's about to get caught what's the whistle lake ives whistles i don't know i mean i'm just trying to think of uh so they train them this way so if the you hear a whistle, you know that means you're about to get stabbed with a pitchfork. So that so this this then carries over, you know, after the war 
in like real life, you know, they're in just regular situations. They're sitting at like a sporting event, a baseball game. People are cheering in the crowd. Somebody whistles and suddenly these guys are like, oh, someone's at work, you know, or, you know, someone sees a pretty girl walk by and they whistle and someone thinks, oh, there's a pitchfork nearby or something like that. I, you know, it's, it, you know, it's the, the effects of war that nobody talks about, I guess. Uh, or maybe it's something that maybe it's from they they know from Pablo, ah. you know that they they learned that that uh, you know you should have conditioning. The conditioning is is that if you just uh, you know if you whistle, you know it means get out of there quickly. I mean, I guess it's good to know you know. I mean, Pavlov died. Pavlov died in 1936, so so it is possible that someone uh, was familiar with him. Yeah, beforehand. yeah. I, I don't know what year he did the the, the dog. Uh, you know, his his whole uh, dog shit. I guess it, it would come in handy if you knew that you know. Were you to be stabbed by a pitchfork that you would hear a loud whistle beforehand? I mean, that that would come in handy in life, I guess. So, yeah. Yes, especially in these circumstances. That's it, a very good question, though. I, I don't have a real answer for it. And then, and then I, 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 it's great how Strachwitz's response is, I'm not going to take any action against you now. Meaning, he says, first, this is your first day here, and there's been many stupidity and carelessness on both sides. Okay. Now, the, to me, this is a straightforward. Basically, what he's saying is, is that you guys are all stupid and careless for trying to escape, and we've been stupid and careless for not noticing that you're yeah. jumping <laughs> off <laughs> and climbing into trucks and and uh, hiding as you know as Russians. So that it's just an interesting. Uh, notice that the the driver of the the truck that Willie uh, was in is just looking back. He's constantly oh, looking no, I didn't to see what's that. going on. Wait a second. Where's where's McQueen? Yeah. Where's McQueen? He's not paying attention, and then he accidentally gets a pitchfork in the eye. We talked about that before. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I I think it was it it's great continuity here that they that uh, that you know the 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 truck that uh, Haynes and Nemo and the the other guy are in is actually the final is the last truck because if someone would have jumped into then the driver of the third truck would have seen them. The driver would have seen I, that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then he's. Did you see what 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 um, what Willie does? He like he like slicks his hair back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lice again. That's what's going. But me, I mean, he spends a lot of time with uh, with Danny. Yeah, and I mean, and what on earth else is is crawling into their hair? You know, after being underneath all of those and stuff. I mean, you know, there are all kinds of nasty things hanging out in the trees like that. I mean, you know, like I live in Colorado. We're always talking about like the Japanese pine beetle and things like that that are getting into the trees and destroying things. I mean, who knows what's in these guys' hairs now uh, after they've been ducking under, you know, tree branches. That's actually a very good point. I didn't even think of it. No, but we've we've also discussed the fact uh, past, and I'm sure we'll continue discussing it throughout the rest of this movie, the fact that, that everyone's clothes are never, you know, they're, they're not really disheveled. You'd think that after being in a prison camp for so long, where you're pretty much wearing the same clothes day in day out, they're, they're going to be somewhat disheveled. Um, I mean, Danny's the only one who you actually see uh, has patches on his on his sweater. There, there's a camp cleansing, cleanliness, chain, you know, so they're all trying to, you know, keep up appearances, look nice. Well, that Henley Henley wins that one because you know uh, no one else is walking around with a white turban. Right, it's for success. That's what it's <laughs> that, all about. That's right. That's right. That's what that's what you get when you when you uh, hire James Garner. We, we, we've I've been talking to you all week about this movie, and I, I I just haven't asked the most basic question, Todd. What's your history with this movie? When did you first see it? Is it among one of your favorite films? 
How many times have you seen it? Things like I've that. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I don't think I can count it as a favorite, though. I do, I, I do love this movie. Um, favorites tend to be ones that I watch over and over and over again. And though I have seen this several times, you know, it's a, it's a three hour movie, you know, so it's, it's hard to watch over and over and over again. Speak for yourself. But, um, the first time <laughs> I, yeah, well. <laughs> As, as you, there are so many movies out there. I, you know, I'm, I'm often the type who goes, well, you know, there's so many movies I haven't seen yet, you know, so uh, I tend to lose the ones in more these days, but, um, but I do love The Great Escape. Uh, I think the first time that I ever saw it was probably about 25 years ago. Uh, I remember back then the channel AMC, American Movie Classics, actually, primarily showed movies and old movies at that. Oh, it doesn't, they don't do that anymore? Well, I, I don't have cable anymore, but I remember when I dropped cable that, you know, I was like, this is all The Walking Dead and, and other stuff. There's very rarely any actual classic movies on here anymore. Um, but um, they uh, they used to do every year a like a weekend campaign where they would raise money for some kind of a film and organization mm-hmm. of sorts you know a lot like the old pbs kind of fun drive things that they would do locally and you know they spend a week you know te- doing it, their telethon and stuff it was kind of like that except it was amc and and they would raise money for this film preservation thing and i remember one year it was if you donated a certain amount of money and a bonus thing that they were going to give you was they were going to send you two movies and it was and they did this for several years and it would you know it would fit whatever theme of the movies they were showing was and this particular year they were doing war movies and the two movies they were sending you on vhs were the dirty dozen and the great escape and so i was like okay ooh, two charles brown classic classics Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I've seen either of those movies. I really want to see them. I, I think this is a good cause. So I donated. They sent me those two movies. So that was the first time I got to see the greatest on two VHS tapes. Remember those big boxes that had the two movies? You know? Yes, I do. So that was, and I've seen it a couple of times throughout the years. Uh, the last time I watched it all the way through, and I admit I did not watch it all the way through getting ready for, for the podcast here because I had seen it just recently, uh, within the last few months. My family and I did a week where we – actually, no, it wasn't even a week. It was a day where we just said, we're going to watch movies all day. Four of us I do that every day. a movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's hard for me to get my – Not with the whole Not fa- with the whole family. That's the thing. Yeah. No, no. Not with the yeah. whole family. And no. so – and what we did – and this was my wife's idea. It was a great idea. She she did a, a random word generator thing that um, you know came up with a word, and then we each had to pick a movie – that had something to do with that word. No, yeah, the word that came up, the word that came up was plan. Plan, plan. And the first thing that came to my mind was The Great Escape. And it was uh, on Amazon Prime at the time. I'm not sure if it still is. I was like, oh, perfect. I have, you know, this is a movie that's been on my list to show my kids and expose them to, and we haven't gotten to it yet. So I said, my pick is The Great Escape. And so... Uh, we watched that all together uh, a few months ago. So, yeah. Oh, wow. What other, what other films did you watch? Oh, well, let me try, let me try and remember here. My son picked Back to the Future because it does have a plan to it, you know, where they're making oh, the plan to get back to the future. Um, it was a heist movie that none of us had ever seen 
I think what's the title? Top Copy? Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, that's a great Peter, Peter, yes. uh, Peter Ustinov, right? And then, oh, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. That, something I've seen before, but I cannot think of it at the moment. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, no, wait. I know what it was. It was The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. There's a plan there to try and get the parents back together. So, yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's a great idea. People should try, try and do that. They should They should find a, a, a day when, when the whole family can get together and and sit and watch movies where 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 you, you randomly choose a theme that that's a fair idea. Yeah, it was fun. Sounds like it. All right, well, might as well get back to, to talking about this movie though. <laughs> uh, so the scene then switches back to to Hiltz once again, which we discussed this earlier in the week, where you have Hiltz and Goff. Uh, or actually, you don't really have them discussing it because Hiltz is discussing it, and Goff just seems a little too uh, you know paranoid that he's going to get caught. You know, I guess I guess he, he he's not something cooler. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to stay away from Hiltz is my friend, but I'm going to stay away from him as much as possible. <laughs> so Hiltz once again looks up at the, the different uh, guard towers at the guards who were just looking around. Uh, who they actually seem to be paying a little more attention than they were in previous uh, minutes. There were, there were previous minutes that the guards were just look really bored. They they actually seem to to feel that that something's going on now, a little more. Now what what I found really found a continuity error. Oh, that. Uh, if you look in the background as Hiltz is walking over the wire, uh, you see the Russian prisoners leaving the camp. Oh, okay. So you see them between okay. the barracks. So they're not even at the gate yet. So I, I, I it's a continuity error, or it could just be that this is all happening simultaneously. But I just found it really funny. Or maybe there's, you know, a second squad of Russian. It could be. Could be. I, I don't know. Or, or, or Danny there. So that, that that's already something. Maybe. Oh, they could have though. They could have. They could have circled back, grabbed a different coat, different hat, tried it again. You know. Uh, I mean, because different hat, it could work. You know. I mean, it's like the glasses with Clark Kent. You never know. Yeah, but the only person who doesn't notice the Clark Kent thing is Lois. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen the uh, the Saturday Night Live skit from from the 70s mm-hmm. about that, where they're having the big, where they're having a party. The superheroes are there. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Margaret Kidder was was the host. I think you're right. And they they were all making fun of her about the fact that that she doesn't know that you know that Clark Kent and Superman are the same person. That that's just really funny. <laughs> I I don't think I, if if either of us were to you know just put on a pair of glasses or take off a pair of glasses, we would look that different. I don't know. I mean, we could try it. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they don't even really. I mean, I admit I'm not up on all the Superman stuff lately, but, you know, a lot of the recent incarnations, they don't even mess with that anymore, do they? They just kind of are like, ah, you know, everybody knows. That's the same guy. Who cares? Exactly. So uh, Hiltz walks over the, the wire and moves to his blind spot, and he puts back up against the uh, the fence. I know that I can clearly see the, the, the guards. <laughs> I don't know why the guards can't see him. Yeah. It's very easy yeah. for us to see the guards. He's looking back and forth. And Goff, who said he was going to go take a walk, doesn't take a walk because he just no. wants to sit there and, and, and watch his friend get shot. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a car accident. You can't look away, you know? It, you know, he just mom- moments ago said that he wants to get as far away from there as possible because he doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you know, once you're already and you've decided to stay back, you're like, well, hey, I might as well watch and see what happens, you know? So. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not really connected to it. Uh, it's just, we're, we're, even though we're, we're the only two Americans, you know, the only two real Americans on, on you know, on the, in the cap, because Henley is, is a, uh, he's an RAF pilot. You know, he's an American volunteer in the RAF. So it's a little different than, than the two of them. There, there, there are other Americans. They're just not Americans. <laughs> like Coburn, right, right. you know, he's, he's Australian. American. Well, yeah. um, you have, uh, Bronson's also American. I mean, Bronson, Bronson was right. born in uh, Pennsylvania, you know. Which, which always, you know, most in, in, in some of my favorite movies of his, in this movie, in The Dirty Dozen, you know, he, he, he plays basically a, uh, uh, you know, a Polish or Eastern, Eastern European, uh, character. Mm-hmm. And it, then he'll just stands there, you know, he's looking and then right away he, you hear someone say, Hey, get out. And, uh, the guards start shooting at him. <laughs> which, that, which, that's funny. Why, which, why did you scream, exactly. scream, get out and then shoot? Like the line from, um, uh, the Dark Knight Rises where Bane's like, why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? It's like, well, why would, did you bother to yell get out if you were just going to shoot the guy? Right. No, the question is who's saying get out? I think it's actually Frick who screams get out. I think. Okay. I think Frick, but he screams, get out, and then the, 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 the German guards start shooting. Now, I, I'm not sure if this means that the, the German guard is a sharpshooter or not, because he, he shoots right as he meant, is he just trying to warn him? Is he bored? Oh, yeah. You know, is he trying to miss? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I've wondered about that as well. Um, cause yeah. I mean, he could have, could have taken them out, but I mean, yeah, maybe he's just intentionally shooting at his feet. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we get to see that, that, that Hiltz actually has picked up some German, uh, since he's been in, 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 uh, you know, as, as a prisoner in a German camp where he's starting out, nicht schieben, nicht schieben, don't shoot, don't shoot. Uh, for, for all those Germans listening, uh, forgive my mispronunciation of that. Uh, which, which again, why would the guard listen to him? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're bored, you know. Apparently. Well, I know they're bored. There's no question about that. Yeah, you know, the, the prisoners have been in the camp twenty minutes, and they're 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 really bored. <laughs> yeah, you think- yeah, this is probably the most excitement they've had yeah, for a while. Cool. And everybody shows up. The guards are all like, "Hey, guys, this is the day." You know, everybody tries to escape on day one, so you know, get ready. This is this is going to be fun. We're going to order pizza. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then we get to go decorate the Christmas trees afterwards. Exactly. The annual Christmas pizza party shoot, everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you have anything else for this, to say for this minute, uh, Todd? I don't think so. All right. Well, hopefully you'll be uh, willing to come back uh, tomorrow and finish up the week with us. We will finish it up. One more to go. All right. Excellent. Why don't you uh, tell everyone how they can once again get in touch with you? Yeah. Visit my blog, Forgotten Films. It's at ForgottenFilmCast.wordpress.com. Uh, the podcast, The Forgotten Filmcast, can be found wherever you find your podcast. And then follow me on Twitter at Forgotten Films. That's Films with a Z. All right. And uh, while you're doing that, go rate and review and subscribe for us. Uh, give us give us some uh, gear if you if you like uh, what, what you're hearing. Uh, you can come and uh, visit us on our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And you can come uh, talk to us on our Facebook group, The Cooler. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.